This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Sunday. Weed RB says, don't mind if I do. Countdown video started. And uh, I realized I didn't have my bong on me. So I walked into the living room. And I said, you know what? I might need my bong for this. I might not be high up for this shit. And the uh, the housemates went, aww. Like, do you want me to get, grab you guys another bong real fast? Like, I got plenty of them. They're just like, they're put up right now. This is the only one that I've got out. I can just grab. Gotta put it together. Uh, unfortunately, this is like day two of Smokey is Missing. Remember, we, we live way back in the middle of nowhere. There is nothing around us. Smokey is probably in the woods somewhere. The, no, no worry of him getting hit by a car. The worry is him getting eaten by something bigger than him. Hopefully, hopefully the Smokey Bong make it back soon enough. Uh, Socks got out earlier today. We didn't know where he was for the longest time. So I go around, I'm looking for... Don't say that, Warlord. He's a friendly cat, I mean, like somebody might have taken him in or something. A number of things could happen. Hopefully he will venture back to the courtyard and we'll, we'll have our Smokey back with us. I'll be able to continue using the Here Comes Smokey graphic. The, uh, the Friday Night Freak Show was a little rough, but I'm pretty sure I figured out what the issue is and that uh, everything will be good come next Friday. Uh, Sparkles uh, had a date last night. She, I was playing Mortal Kombat with with my with my bestie, PlayStation. Sparkles messaged me and said that uh, she was worried. She got drunk. She said, "Not worried. I'm sorry." Said that she got drunk on her date, and I said, uh, "Was it was it charming or embarrassing?" She's like, "I think charming." See, that's what I'm thinking. It will be a pro-cat move. Okay, well, here's the thing. Is there is debate over whether or not Smokey is actually fixed? He got balls. Now, everyone seems to think he's probably fixed. He doesn't act like he's not fixed. He got some balls, though. So it's possible he has been cooped up for five or six years now. Motherfucker has gone out to find him some pussy. And as I said, we live in the middle of nowhere, so venturing out to find pussy is going to be quite the adventure for a cat. So who knows where he's gone to to go find some pussy. And maybe he'll show back up in a couple. Like, I, I, I kind of have faith he'll show back up. Literal pussy. Literal pussy. Theme for the day it is Tucker Carlson. Reagan's America. This is the sandworm. Like a maybe he got drunk. Ooh, maybe he got drunk. Yeah, Sparkles is here. Please tell us about your date. 
Reagan's America, this is the sandworm. It looks like a moist, luscious, womanly vagina. Now look at it in 2021. It looks like a hairy butthole, androgynous. Could even be gay. Make your kids gay. This is what the woke Hollywood agenda wants. Be listening to the audio version of this. It's the 80s version of Dune. Compared with the 2021 version of Dune. I think they both look like a hairy butthole, if you ask me. Oh, he hasn't texted back? He didn't tell you goodnight? Give you a, hey, I had a fun time last night kind of deal. What's up, sassy? Ooh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I fucking love you. You know, I don't... I don't, like, fucking stop messaging you. Like, I'm always messaging you. I feel like I annoy you sometimes. None taken, Sassy. I agree. None taken. <laughs> I can't believe it. Miserable. Like, you are, you are great company. I can't imagine anybody wouldn't message you back. And you even said, is that the guy that you said downloaded our our show and listened to it? He did his homework before going out with you? Okay, well, that doesn't make any sense then. Because I... I, Surely listening to the Freak Show is a pretty good encapsulation of, of, of who you are as a person. We had to be prepared for it, I would think. I've got the I've got the light changing colors. Not all of them show up as well with the background. Merkin! I said hey to everybody. Hey Sparkles, Merkin, RB, Warlord. Nader! He was serving you, sir. What? I don't. I don't even know what you're. Know what you're talking about now? Serving you. You called me Jacob freaking. Ah! <laughs> uh, servicing you. Maybe he was seeing you. Did I call you Shirley, RB? I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on. I do know we're going to talk about news tonight. Uh, Coming up towards the end of the show, we're going to get My Little Pony story time. Something I found on Rumble that I thought might be interesting. Uh, (laughs) Fox Sports is apologizing for putting team logos over the 9-11 memorial. Meanwhile, we have a video from PragerU saying that wokeism is ruining sports. Perhaps, perhaps. Same wokes getting upset about putting the logo over the 9-11 memorial. We're going to talk about the demonstrations going on in Minneapolis. Andrew 
Tickley, I believe I'm saying his name correctly, Andrew Tickley Sundberg, shot by police after a over two-hour standoff. We have video of the... I don't believe we're going to watch the whole two-hour standoff. Don't hold me to that. Might actually uh, watch a good chunk of the standoff. A mom that was shot at by Techley interrupted rallies that were being held after police shot him. Or these were rallies looking for police accountability, which we 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 don't see a lot of in this country. Ooh, ooh, wait till I tell you what the cops in Uvalde thought the narrative was gonna be. The days following the the shooting, they actually put together a press packet or a I don't know what I don't know what you would call it a a a, a statement they were going to try to go with. You're, you're not going to believe it. You're not going. You've all the families actually received a report on the failings earlier today. We're going to talk about what those failings detailed. We're going to see. The teacher that was shot and the outpouring of love from the community in Uvalde. Vladimir Zelensky has fired several top-level officials, including his security chief and a prosecutor, for treason, for treason. I am very interested... To hear this story. Tones! Mandy! Ebola part two, you say, warlord. Oh, that, that, that speaking of pandemics, we got two of them going on right now. COVID cases are rising and also got Gottlieb. Is that we missed our chance to contain monkeypox, which... I keep up with this shit. I took a wild stab in the dark at the number of monkeypox infections just based on the last number I heard last week. I said it was probably around 2,500. I look and it's 12 fucking thousand. 12,000 confirmed monkeypox cases. Ghana has confirmed first two cases of the deadly Marburg virus. A highly infectious disease in the same family as the virus that causes Ebola. Well, that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Four hundred armed cops in Uvalde. Yeah, there you there you go. That's a uh, uh, RB. That's a good word for it. A talking points memo. That is that is a, a good way to describe the document that we're gonna that we're gonna hear about released to the families earlier today. Holy shit. I bet they are pissed. Oh, uh, what else we got? Biden recommits to the Middle East. Meanwhile, Bernie Sanders is having none of it. We're going to hear from Bernie. He was on 
one of the morning shows earlier today going, uh-uh, Joe Biden. Manchin has killed the newest budget proposal that was tailor-made for Joe Manchin's approval. We, we found out, I believe it was on Friday, that Joe Biden will not, not be uh, nominating a far-right theocratic judge to the federal bench McConnell wanted, but it's not it's not because of the backlash from Democrats, it's because of Rand Paul. The president is doing the bidding of Rand Paul now. We're gonna talk about Christy Nome, who is almost certainly running for president given the information I'm going to impart on you. We're gonna talk about the former president, the deleted Secret Service text messages. The Secret Service has been subpoenaed. Oh, I got another one for you. Million dollar welfare payment. Million dollar welfare payment. Million dollar welfare payment to Brett Favre. Brett Favre. We're going to talk about a welfare scam involving star uh, former quarterback Brett Favre. so much more, but you know I'm not high enough for this shit. We're getting there, though. We're getting there. Starting off tonight, unfortunately, story of Andrew Techley Sunderberg out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. His spark demonstrations in the city. Some tense moments today as family and supporters gathered outside the apartment where Minneapolis police shot and killed a man Thursday morning. As Kirsten Mitchell reports, demonstrators demanding answers about Tecla Sundberg's death were confronted by a neighbor who shared her own experience that night. People have been stopping by a memorial outside of the apartment building. And just above, a shattered and boarded up window is a reminder of a terrifying night for neighbors. This is not okay! Just go home! A heated confrontation interrupted the start of a march in honor of Techley Sundberg. Arabella Yarborough was Techley's neighbor. She called 911 Wednesday night after she says bullets flew through her apartment unit. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. A six-hour-long standoff followed until two Minneapolis police snipers shot and killed Sundberg. His parents, Cindy and Mark, spoke out after the tense interaction. I wish I could wrap my arms around her and tell her I am so sorry. I am so sorry she had to experience that. I am so sorry for her pain. His family thinks he was going through a mental health crisis at the time. Technically, if the imperfect human is, we're all imperfect humans. And he did not deserve to be picked off like a... No! Adopted when he was four years old, those who knew Techley remembered him for his love of art, photography, and his cat. 
But this is why we say that mental health needs to be addressed. And this is why we don't need the police showing up for these type of situations. The family's attorney, Jeff Storms, says they still have little information about what prompted police to shoot. They're also asking for body camera footage to be released to the family first and questioning how police handled the negotiations. Why wouldn't you let his mom and dad de-escalate the situation with at least a megaphone to show them that they were here? The one thing I would like to point out is, you know, a group of civilians did just de-escalate the situation. So let's think about what else could have been done to de-escalate the situation on July 14th. In Minneapolis, Kirsten Mitchell, WCCO 4 News. Yeah, if it wasn't fucking cops that we were dealing with, because they always make situations worse. So I'm going to go ahead and hit the content warning for this because we actually have the video. It is not body cam video. I believe it was a neighbor live streaming it. Video police standoff with Techly Sunberg captured moments his father begged him to talk to negotiators. This is one of the little snippets they highlighted here. Man, this is heartbreaking. It was a two-hour standoff. I was wrong. The video is two hours long. I guess somebody was starting filming it two hours before the end. No indication in the video that Tegley heard his father's message or responded. This video is one of several live streams of the incident captured by users of the Citizen app, all of which are still publicly available in a playlist on their site. I mean, I do, I, I understand what the neighbor is going through. I mean, it, it's scary just to have bullets come through your fucking apartment. Do you have this app? Do you have Citizen? Yeah. Hop in there and explain to them what the fuck is going on because I think they're cutting off Angel's live stream. Why isn't this live? I don't fucking know, bro. 
<laughs> I don't fucking know either, bro. Cutting, I don't know. They're fucking. My streams keep fucking ending abruptly. I don't know why. Okay, so they're saying police negotiators never successfully made contact with Sunberg, despite repeated attempts. Police at the scene remained calm, with a group of what appeared to be SWAT team members frequently congregating by the front entrance. Am I not live? Standoff began at 9.30 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, Sundberg allegedly shot into the apartment where a mother lived with her children and then fired again at officers, rushing the family to safety. Ended about six hours later at 4.30 a.m. After the two snipers shot Sundberg. This video that we're watching right here picks up at midnight and runs to around 2.30 a.m. You are live now. I think it just takes a while for it to load up. Even the people hopping in at once. I don't think Census has a facility for that. Yeah. Yeah, sorry guys, but my shit keeps keeps cutting like every once in a while. I don't know why. So just bear with me. Yeah, looks like they're looks like they're they're throwing out a a drone. That's a drone. Nothing really happens inside the. Apparently he, the the actual snipers they placed like two hours later and then ever since that they've just been kind of their standoff and he hasn't gone away yeah something about stalking someone's daughter and there being like three to four shots inside the apartment complex and the police arriving evacuating everyone around the block and well, he hasn't left his apartment ever since. Um, currently, there is a uh, 200 viewers right now expectating. That's what it says right now. Middle of the night, watching a police standoff. I'm the I'm the kind of dork that would do that. I'm not exactly sure, Drake, what prompted them to shoot. There is kind of like no information right now. This is the That's what I was seeing if I could find. Probably impatient indeed. Well, there was a standoff uh, right down from my apartment a few months back. They successfully got the dude off the roof of the restaurant after like an all-night standoff. It was like fucking eight, nine hours or some shit like that. They still shot him. They still shot him and killed him. So I'm looking on the Citizens app to see if I can actually find a video that goes further into the event. I don't think there is. I don't think there's a video that exists of the actual shooting. That means it would be up to, you know, the cops to release body camera footage. This is Minneapolis. For those of you who are unaware, we've had numerous police incidents in the state of Minnesota. 
Keith Ellison is the Attorney General, so we will, we will probably get to see body camera footage eventually. How long is going to take? Uh, this is, uh, what was the name of the young man that was shot earlier this year by the cops that busted into an apartment? They shot a completely innocent, was it a mere lock? That was in Minneapolis earlier this year. That's why people are totally on edge, ready to protest. I don't blame them. It's also where the, the Kimberly Porter, the cop that, Said she accidentally shot the dude because she thought she was reaching for his taser. Yes, it was the sofa incident, Warlord, where they busted in, and the dude rightfully he was a he was a legal gun owner. He rightfully reached for his gun, as any person would if you are being busted in on. And the cops shot. He didn't even point it at them, and he and the cops shot him dead. You can see the cops outside of the door right now. Right there, but it's still two hours after the events we see in this video before this, uh, it wraps up. Seems like they're attempting to the building. Um... I'm sure we will hear much more about this incident. Hopefully get some body camera footage. Uh, let me hit the content warning again. We're going to move down to Uvalde. Buddy, is this one going to piss you off? Uvalde families received a report this afternoon. Texas House Investigative Committee report. The first of several, I assume. May just this may just be footage of them convening. May not. I, I thought we might get to hear from them. Yeah, that's that's the families receiving their copies of the report. Released by the Texas House Investigative Committee today. Oh, wait until you hear what is in this report. Oh, fucking shit. Talk about this fucking report. You've all the officials presented Texas DPS with a document labeled Narrative. Days after the school shooting, it said because police had zero hesitation and moved directly toward the gunfire, they saved over 500 lives. Oh, fuck. Was there a mass shooting in Indiana today? I have a story about a mass shooting being thwarted. Two kill. Oh, two. It wasn't a mass shooting. You must correct yourself. It wasn't a mass shooting. Just two people died. Not going to make national news. Several people were injured. 
Mass shooting is four or more people dead. Gotta bump them numbers up. Just another day in mass shooting USA. Oh, four more shot. Different places define it differently. Four more shot. That sounds right to me. I may be wrong. My apologies. This may indeed classify as a mass shooting. I mean, I would call it a mass shooting. Two dead, several injured in Indiana mall shooting. Who even goes to a mall anymore? I'm sorry. Yes, everybody should join the Discord and keep up to date. Warlord does a fantastic job. Sometimes, sometimes things slip through the cracks. Volley officials presented a document labeled narrative to Texas DPS days after the May 24th shooting. Document said there was zero hesitation on any of these officers' part. They moved directly toward the gunfire. Texas House Committee will report the results of their investigation of the shooting on Sunday. You all, the officials presented the Texas DPS uh, with a document labeled narrative. According to the New York Times, the document put together a timeline of events from interviews with police officers who responded to the May 24th Rob Elementary shooting, which resulted in the death of 19 fourth graders and two teachers. There was zero hesitation on any of these officers' part. They moved directly toward the gunfire, the document said. Another section of the document called the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police Force and Uvalde Police Department Officers Heroes. Total number of persons saved by the heroes that are local law enforcement and the other assisting agencies is over 500. For the UPD and UCISD being on scene immediately, that shooter would have had free range in the school. The document says Uvalde police delayed in responding to the gunman who barricaded himself in two connected classrooms because they did not have shields and breaching the door was suicide. On Tuesday, the Austin American Statesman released footage of police inside the school. The video shows police had shields and tactical gear earlier than suggested by officials. The document also did not mention the police did not have access to the correct keys. To open the classrooms, Police Chief Pete Arredondo cited the lack of keys as being the reason the response was delayed. It also said the police response was not wasted, but each minute was used to save lives of children and teachers. God damn. I wish these people could feel embarrassment. So apparently the full video has now been released. The full 77 minute video that most certainly shows that they did not act without hesitation. 
This lawmakers on Sunday released video showing law enforcement's delayed response to the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas that led to the deaths of 19 students and two teachers. Remember, as I always said, kids, shoot up drugs, hunt schools. Texas House Committee investigating the shooting removed the audio from the hallway video before releasing it. The committee's version begins after Salvador Ramos, the 18-year-old shooter, enters the building. Last week, the Austin American Statesman and KVUE local television station obtained the video and released a longer version with sound showing the shooter's arrival. The outlets made edits to the video, blurring the face of a child in the hallway and removing the sound of children screaming. Along the hallway video, the outlets also released footage uh, with the security camera of a funeral home near the school, cell phone video, and audio video from body cameras. Some families and officials expressed disappointment in the video's unplanned and early release. This report focuses on the version with audio. The footage famous crashing his truck and captures a woman's frantic 911 call from inside the school even before Ramos enters the building. 21 seconds after he walks through the doors, Ramos begins shooting in two connected classrooms. Continuing even as law enforcement arrives within minutes. He fires rounds on and off over the next 48 minutes. Armed officers with different agencies gather in the hallway with firearms and ballistic shields, but they mill about without breaching the classroom. An hour after Ramos began the attack, an officer stops to use the hand sanitizer dispenser, rubbing his hands together thoroughly as he walks back to his original position. A, that's a video that's made the rounds. Oh, it, it contains graphic content. Beep, beep. Ramos is inside the classroom for a total of 77 minutes. Well, uh, do we have audio on this one? Once again, they removed the sound of children's screams. But uh, apparently we have the gunshots. Fucking chilling. That poor fucking kid. Hellfire trigger system was recovered in the classrooms afterwards, according to Texas lawmakers' investigative report. Committee was unable to determine uh, whether it was used. Such a device quickens the pace at which the weapon's trigger resets, creating a faster rate of fire. teacher who was shot he out of the hospital 
Nofo Rays. This is the community coming out to show them support. I'd seen that video before. I'm sorry that got me. Seen the video. I'd heard those gunshots before. Fuck. I'm sorry, guys. Probably not what you expect from a from a show with a with a troll head. We just we just we read the highlights of what the report said. I I. And and their 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 fucking their document called the officers heroes. This man's a fucking hero. Not hero. Country sucks. I'm sorry. Like this just we do we suck. We suck so fucking bad. And 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 here's the fucking thing is like that dude's probably gonna have to be worried about his fucking medical bills. Possibly for the rest of his goddamn life. He's gonna be worried about the medical bills that he faced through this. Hopefully this is high profile enough that his his bills will get taken care of. God, I hope. Poor Lord, I fucking might. I don't know. I've always said that, like, it's a privilege. It's a privilege that a lot of people don't have that, like, I could theoretically move out of the country. I... I don't, I don't particularly have the means at the moment, but I could save up. I could have the means to get out. Like it's, it's, but I don't stay and try to make a difference. It's, it's wrong of me. It's wrong. The only way, the only way to fix this shit is. To help my generation get elected, not necessarily me running for office, but maybe I help some people with some communications, some advertising, what the fuck ever. I, we we got to do so. We got to get our generation fucking elected. My generation, the millennials. We need more. We need more Gen Gen fucking X. Fuck you guys. There's not enough of you guys in office. We need more Gen Z getting elected to office. 
Just we, we, we can't let these crusty old fucks continue to run shit. And it's a privilege for me to be able to move out of the country. And a lot of people don't have that privilege. And I, I kind of feel it would be wrong of me. Now, unfortunately, we, we watched the video of the... Or watched the video. We, we saw the story of the mass shooting in Indiana... Now we have a video where an officer uh, I definitely know what I signed up for 20 years tackled a suspect and apparently stopped a mall shooting in Houston. So this is Sergeant Kendrick Simpu. Works for the Houston Police Victim Services Division. Years ago, um, when I decided to get in this profession. Sergeant Kendrick Simple never hesitated on the morning of... Lackadaisical is exactly how you can describe the response. Houston Galleria, a call came over the radio that a man was near the Macy's store with a rifle. I did know that there was a dance competition with the little kids going on at the West End Ballroom. So... Sir, sir, how did you know that there was a dance competition with the little kids going on? Oh, wait a minute. What what did I say his title was? He is the Victim Services Division. Okay, okay. So, so maybe maybe he knows what goes on at those uh child dance competitions. I didn't pull my weapon out because I didn't want to be running towards the Macy's area, which is past the ballroom area that I was going to have to pass up with my gun out and trying to startle anybody. So Within minutes, Simple had spotted the man, Guido Herrera, wearing a shirt with the Punisher logo, carrying a rifle in one hand, a Bible in another, and just a few feet away from hundreds of kids. Immediately, he tackled the suspect. You were prepared to get shot. I was. And yet you still went and chased after him. I did. Why? Oh, we gotta we gotta highlight this story after after seeing four hundred cops that were afraid as fuck to get shot in Uvalde. We gotta do some propaganda, which I mean, like I don't doubt this motherfucker. He he might actually be hard, not afraid to get shot. Uh. We need to do some propaganda though, and cover. Something I signed up for. Moments later, other officers arrived, and Herrera was arrested without a single shot being fired. On him, besides a long gun and the Bible, police also found 120 rounds of ammo and a handgun. However, since Herrera didn't shoot anyone, he could only be charged with a misdemeanor. This week, he was sentenced to the maximum, a year in jail. As for Simple, he's continuing his work as a sergeant in the Houston Police Victim Services Division, not thinking much about his heroic acts. No, I'm a supervisor. Uh, you know, everybody, our chief, chief owner, always preaches lead by example. So that's what I did. I led by example. And he's also back at the Galleria on that extra job every Saturday morning. Good on you, dude. At least, like, some cops are doing their job. It's very rare. Believe me, it's very rare. But, I mean, I'll highlight it. You know who's not doing their job? Public fucking health officials. There are now more than 1,800 confirmed cases of monkeypox in the United States. 1,800 in the United States. 
This is exploding. We we were we were just a couple hundred a week ago. Guys, guys, guys. States and cities where infections are spiking are now demanding more vaccines from the Biden administration. Joining us to discuss this is former FDA commissioner, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who's also a board member at Pfizer. Good to have you here. Good to see you. Uh, Give us a sense of the scale of this, because the CDC numbers are out. They say there are only eight women within that, no children. You're saying this is a pandemic. That's not a word the administration's using yet. What level of emergency? Yeah, look, and I think they're going to be reluctant to use the word pandemic because it implies that they've failed to contain this. And I think at this point we failed to contain this. We're now at the cusp of this becoming an endemic virus where this now becomes something that's persistent that we need to continue to deal with. I think the window for getting control of this and containing it um, probably has closed. And if it hasn't closed, it's certainly starting to close. 11,000 cases across the world right now, 1,800 cases, as you said, in the U.S. We're probably detecting just a fraction of the actual cases. Yes! We, have a very, we had, for a long time, a very narrow case definition on who got tested. And by and large, we're looking in the community of men who have sex with men. You got two pandemics going on. So we're looking there. We're finding cases there. But it's a fact that there's cases outside that community right now. We're not picking them up because we're not looking there. This has spread more broadly in the community. I wouldn't be surprised if there's thousands of cases right now. It, it's a little chilling to hear you say containment has failed. I've heard you say that before with COVID. But, uh, this is going to explode like COVID. This is a slower moving virus, which is why we could have gotten control of this if we had been more aggressive up front. We made a lot of the same mistakes that we made with COVID with this. Having a very oh no, it seems like it has exploded. Testing early enough, not deploying vaccine in an aggressive fashion, uh, fashion to ring vaccinate. But now this is firmly embedded in the community. And while it's not going to explode because it's harder for this virus to spread, it's probably going to be persistent. You'll, you'll have this as a sort of a fact of life, maybe spreading as a sexually transmitted disease, but also breaking out of those settings. So the CDC said monkeypox can show up up to three weeks post-exposure. What are the basic symptoms? If you have a rash, do you call your dermatologist? Who do you call? Well, it's a vesicular rash. It's associated with fever and achiness. You know, the historically you used to get a disseminated rash. What we're seeing right now is people aren't presenting with a widely diffused rash, but sometimes just a small number of vesicles. So I think it's being confused with other vesicular rashes. Herpes, coxsackie can cause a vesicular rash, certainly chickenpox. Right now, anyone with a vesicular rash that can't be explained by another etiology. I'm hearing a lot of words I've never heard before. Vesicular rash is a word I've never heard before. You live in sexual anarchy. And I've never heard that word. It's weird. Fashion to ring vaccinate. But now this is firmly embedded in the community. And while it's not going to explode because it's harder for this virus to spread, it's probably going to be persistent. You'll, you'll have this as a sort of a fact of life, maybe spreading as a sexually transmitted disease, but also breaking out of those settings. So the CDC said monkeypox can show up up to three weeks post-exposure. What are the basic symptoms? If you have a rash, do you call your dermatologist? Who do you call? Well, it's a vesicular rash. It's associated with fever and achiness. You know, the historically you used to get a disseminated rash. What we're seeing right now is people aren't presenting with a widely diffuse rash, but sometimes. What? What? Okay. So what they're saying is, is if we just stopped having sex with strangers for like a month, oh, like, hey guys, take a month off from risky sex with strangers. So yeah. 
Well, I mean, like if you if you if, like you're with the same partner all the time, have sex. You're fine. Don't have sex with strangers for like a month. Boom, boom, monkeypox gone, gone. We just all had to get on the on the same page here. That's that's all. That's all. Come on, guys. Why can't we do this? Why can't why can't we work as a community for fucking anything? Times just a small number of vesicles. So I think it's being confused with other vesicular rashes. Herpes, coxsackie can cause a vesicular rash, certainly chicken. Coxsackie. Right now, anyone who presents with a vesicular rash that can't be explained by another etiology, so a rash that causes vesicles, should be tested for monkeypox, whether they come from a high-risk community or not. That's the way we're going to snuff this out. Um, we didn't have enough testing to do that. Now CDC has gotten in place more testing. There's probably... Coxsackie viruses are part of the enterovirus family of viruses. Includes poliovirus and hepatitis A virus. Live in the human digestive tract. Probably adequate testing to broaden it to be able to accomplish that. So we should be doing that. Physicians should be sending off these tests. Problem with testing. Also, it seems that distribution or access to a vaccine is an issue. The mayor of New York, the governor of New York, asking the Biden administration to do more to get them access. Why is this a problem? Well, we didn't have adequate stockpiles of the vaccine, the one vaccine that's approved for monkeypox. Um, We only had 2,000 doses in the national strategic stockpile. It was there as a hedge against smallpox. We took our eye off that ball, so we didn't replenish that supply. They ordered about 300,000 doses that have been delivered. 150,000 have been distributed. Another 130,000 will go out this week. Some of that overseas. um, Some of it's, well, there's 800. They have to fall on the floor. Were overseas um, that the manufacturer Bavarian Nordic had overseas. Those are being brought into the U.S. right now. FDA has to do what's called lot release. They have to inspect those doses to make sure they were appropriately manufactured. They're doing that inspection at the same time that they're forward deploying those. Gottlieb, I got a dose for you to inspect. And as soon as FDA finishes that, which should be this week, those doses will be turned on. They'll be able to be distributed or be used on patients. So I think the vaccine situation is going to improve dramatically this week. You're going to see literally hundreds of thousands of doses become available. The White House has intervened to take more control of the response away from CDC. This can't be our response every Um... The White House has intervened to take control. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Time that when CDC drops the ball, the White House and the political leadership need to step in. That's what's happened here. It happened in COVID. We need to fundamentally reform how we respond to these these crises. You wrote a book on that. Um, I want to ask you about COVID. The CDC says now about 54% of Americans live in an area of high COVID community spread. That's up from 31% the prior week. That seems fast moving. What is different about these variants now? Well, look, it's the B5 variant that's growing. It has the capacity to evade the immunity that we've acquired from vaccination and also from prior infection. It does seem to be that B2 infection confers more robust immunity against this B5 variant. So places that had big outbreaks of B2, like the Northeast, probably going to be more protected. There's 100,000, over 100,000 cases on average being reported on a daily basis. We're probably detecting one in 10 infections right now, so it's probably more like a million. I think most Americans have started to accept this as part of the fabric of daily living. In part, that's a, that's based on a wholesale recalibration of risk. Started. In part, it's based on the fact that there's very few people who are immune naive, so people feel rightly more impervious to a bad outcome. So we have to recognize that this spread is happening against the backdrop, basically, of normal living. 
But the White House is saying put a mask on if you go into indoor gatherings. Uh, the city of Los Angeles says they might institute this at the end of the month. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see mandates. I don't think that there's a lot of tolerance for mandates, maybe in select cities like Los advisable? Angeles. I think if you're going into a congregate setting with a lot of people you don't know, um, wearing a mask is prudent if you're in a high prevalence area. You should, prob- you should probably avoid those things right now. You know, I still wear a mask in certain settings. I wear it when I go through the airport. Um, if I catch COVID, I want it to be from a family member or a friend, not some stranger I'm sitting next to on a plane. So I try to be prudent when I'm in mixed company. I think right now, if you live in a high prevalence region, it's advisable, especially if you're someone who's vulnerable, if it's easy enough. It's advisable just to do well, we have Never done away with mandates, which you've always been wearing masks. In the fall. Yeah, well, look, there's going to be a vaccine based on B4 that the manufacturers are developing right now. There is a Taking them off when cases go down just kind of defeats the purpose of wearing masks. Going where not, that probably would be more protective against this B4 variant and B5 cases go down, is the best time to wear the mask, kind of snuff it out. Deploy that, but to wait for the B4 variant vaccine that's going to be available this fall. Right now, if you're above the age of 50 and you haven't had a dose of vaccine this year, you probably should get one. And the sequencing is good. Get a dose now if you're someone who's at high risk and you can come back and get one. One later. Dr. Gottlieb, good to have you back in person. Wish you had better news, but it's nice to see you. We'll Thanks be back with a lot more Face the Nation, so stay with us. did mention COVID at the end of that little segment, which segues nicely into our next topic, which is the other pandemic. We've got two pandemics going on at the same time right now. Back mask in San Diego, the indoor mask mandate for those in summer school returns on Monday, given the district's high transmission rate. Jesus never wore a mask. Is up nearly 40% in a week. Officials are once again recommending masks. Be- yeah, Gottlieb is all right, man. He was, he was from the Trump administration, but he's all right. And doctors say the most contagious with little hope of immunity. Why is that? This is a version of the virus that can escape any of the immunity you had from an infection previously, as well as from a vaccine. It poses a risk for a majority the Weasley little virus. because infections in the past don't protect you. With COVID cases rising in all but 11 states, the U.S. averaged more than 119,000 daily infections over the past week and 379 deaths a day. We are seeing more reinfections in the last 30 to 60 days. This latest surge being felt coast to coast. The Staten Island Ferry cut service this week due to crew members calling out. Worldwide, actually. Is on track to reinstate its mask mandate by the end of the month if cases there don't tick down. While vaccines still protect against severe disease, hospitalization and death, the impacts of reinfection aren't yet known. Each time you get reinfected, that's another chance for the virus to cause lots of different problems. The Biden administration has once again extended the COVID public health emergency declaration, which allows many Americans access to telemedicine, free COVID tests, treatment and vaccines. Helpful tools in a summer surge Americans had hoped was a thing of the past. Priscilla Thompson, NBC News. Overnight, the gym. We'll get to January 6th. No, they said coast to coast. No, it is worldwide. And uh, another another concern that like the markets have been fluttering about is China. They are seeing cases go up. 691 new COVID cases on July 16th versus 547 a day earlier. So this is more of an accurate count since they're testing fucking everybody, mainly in China. 
COVID-19 cases on Saturday, of which four were symptomatic, 537 were asymptomatic, according to the National Health Commission. Bears with 547 new cases a day earlier. New cases, 580 were locally transmitted, the highest since May 23rd. Most were discovered in Gansu, the capital city of Kenzu or Gansu, announced on Sunday that its main city districts would a temporary lockdown by another seven days to July 24th. The southwestern city of which reported seven local cases on Sunday as of 4 p.m., closed some of the entertainment businesses such as bars and karaoke sites and rolled out capacity limits at restaurants, cinemas, and gyms. China's capital, Beijing, reported another day of no new infections. So it's a very... That's what it looks like when you actually do good trace and uh, testing. God damn it, China. Do everything better than Especially high-speed rail. Man, I saw a thing in, in like, fucking Canada. The thing today of, like, you know, how, like, uh, half of the population of Canada lives in, like, a mine. Peninsula that comes down into the Great Lakes. And, like, Ottawa and shit. Like, why don't they have high-speed rail? Tell you what they do have out west, they got sweltering heat. With the extreme heat expected in parts of the west and much of the central U.S. for the next several days, daytime temperatures will soar into the mid to upper 90s. You see it here from California to the plains and across the central and lower Mississippi Valley. Temperatures... And a weather report for the U.K. next, Warlord. ...in some places. Our Chris Van Cleef reports on how dangerous such weather can be. But we've got help coming, okay? I just need you to be calm. Calls for help due to the scorching heat have more than doubled in Fort Worth, soaring past 450 so far, and there's no relief in sight from the triple-digit Texas heat. What happened to you? We met Rex Denham in the back of an ambulance. He fell during a mile walk home. Do you, do you think the heat played into you getting dizzy? It's pretty hot out. Yeah, I'm, I bet. I'm 65 years old. MedStar paramedic supervisor John Hamilton says he's never seen heat calls like this. How dangerous is this heat? This kind of heat can kill you. It feels like a sauna. It is so hot. On the tarmac in Houston, record high temperatures take a toll on the ground crews. You might bet. Whenever you get it out, it's basically steaming high. You can't really pick it up, and that's how your body is. Walking around Houston, it's going to feel like it's in the low 100s. But for these guys working down here on the tarmac, it 130? feels a lot hotter. Take a look at this. 126. You're getting heat. Ooh. from above, but it's also reflecting above all this concrete back onto you. Ray Hernandez yep. is keeping watch as his team works some of the 465 daily United Airlines departures. What do you tell your guys at the start of the day when you know it's going to be 100 plus degrees out here? Our focus is to try to take care of one another. Taking care in heat that just won't quit. For CBS Hydrated. I'm Chris Van Cleve in Houston. God damn. The heat wave you experienced last week is going to get worse all across America. We're not the only ones. Europe, Europe is also experiencing a heat wave.
With many Americans traveling overseas for summer vacations, Europe sweltering in the blistering heat that's already killed more than 600 people, while firefighters work desperately against massive wildfires. ABC's Inez de la Cotera has more from France. This morning, dozens of wildfires searing through Europe, the most extensive ones burning in southern France. More than 14,000 forced to evacuate, many leaving behind valuable possessions. The wildfires so far engulfing some... Do you have air conditioning, warlord? ...in flames. Overnight, thousands of firefighters in the air and on the ground battling the deadly flames ignited by high wind gusts. Fires impacting neighboring countries, including Portugal and Spain, where blistering summer temperatures have led to nearly 600 heat-related deaths. We've just grabbed a few essentials and just ran, really. And Britain, for the first time in history, now under an extreme heat warning as record-breaking temperatures... Hey, hey, warlord, I'm assuming some rich people in the UK have some goddamn air conditioning. Yo, what's called an HVAC system. Does heating and cooling in your house, does both. Gives you a nice fan, central air it's called. Good shit, son. I don't even like, I, I like fucking ask you if you got Taco Bell and apparently you got Taco Bell over there. Why wouldn't you have air conditioning? Same. ...are expected to climb to 104 degrees, a possible all-time high. A troubling reality for a country where most residents live without air conditioning. British authorities declaring a national emergency. This year, for the first time, we've issued a severe weather emergency response in summer. And you can see these guys here working to put out these flames. Firefighters tell us the next 48 hours will be critical with scorching heat and strong... Oh, because it's usually rainy and foggy and, like, real sad and depressing over there? Is that what you're saying? Strong winds expected, but they are hoping for better conditions starting on Tuesday. Janae? All right, Inez, thank you. Well, hey there, GMA fans. Robin Roberts here. Who said we were GMA fans? Who told you that, Robin Roberts? Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Come back from break. We're going to talk about Vladimir Zelensky firing some really high-ranking officials for treason. A a former commander is going to tell us about when we can expect the Russian war to end. Bernie, Bernie hands it to Biden, tells him, "Uh, uh, 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 ain't down with you going over and hanging out with the Saudis. Mansion kills the new budget and so much more. Coming up after the break on the Troll Patrol Live. I promised a new meme every time I come back from commercial. Meme. Those representatives could read. They'd be very upset. (laughs) Obert Gates and, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. How is Matt Gates still in Congress? How is that still a thing? 
How are you under investigation for child sex trafficking? You have been removed from fucking Congress. Baffling. High enough for this shit. I've been very interested to find out exactly what's going on <laughs> with this whole Vladimir Zelensky thing. After I catch my breath from that bong rip. Sorry about that. Train Zelensky fires top security chief and prosecutor. As Russia's military pressed its efforts to expand into Ukraine's east, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky fired the head of the country's security service and its prosecutor general on Sunday, citing hundreds of criminal proceedings into treason and collaboration by people within their departments. In particular, more than 60 employees of the prosecutor's office and the SBU have remained in the occupied territory and work against our state, Zelensky said. Oh, hey, they may, maybe, maybe these are legitimate, but like, also, urging people from government is a sign of a, you know, a wannabe dictator. Particular, more than 60 employees of the prosecutor's office and the SBU have remained in the occupied territory and working... Oh, I already said that. Such an array of crimes against the foundations of the state's national security and the links recorded between Ukrainian security forces and Russian special services raise very serious questions about their respective leaders. Dismissed Prosecutor General Ayana Vindikatova replaced her with her deputy, Alexetsky Simnoka. Simnoko. Simnoko. I tried. I, I tried. Also dismissed Ivan Bakanov, a childhood friend and former business partner who headed Ukraine security service, the SBU. Akinov had come under growing criticism recently over security breaches. Zelensky cited several unidentified Ukrainian and Western sources last month, saying Zelensky was looking to replace him. Meanwhile, Russian missiles hit industrial facilities earlier on Sunday at Mykolaiv, a strategic city in southern Ukraine, where Alexandra, uh, Alexandra, yeah, Sinkchiv. Said the missiles struck an industrial and infrastructure facility. Mykolaiv, Mykolaiv, a key shipbuilding center along the southern Bug River, and faced regular Russian missile strike weeks as the Russians have sought to soften Ukrainian defenses. Running along while I sound for. A stupid American, too. Ex-NATO commander says Russia's war in Ukraine will likely end and become a frozen conflict for to six months. 
compared to the Korean War. I'm gonna say like fucking these dudes never know what they're talking about. Remember they said they said we'd be greeted as liberators in Iraq. The audio cutting out. That should indeed fix it if it is cutting out on you. Oh. Well, yes. Please, please let me know some shit. That might have been just my... I've been fucking with my microphone here in the new setup, so that might have been like my noise gate just kind of stepping on me a little bit. I appreciate the feedback, Sitting Cow. Thank you very much. Retired, oh, yeah. Retired Admiral James Stavridis. Predicts a Korean warlike ending for war in the Ukraine in four to six months. The ex-NATO Supreme Allied Commander on Sunday envisioned an ongoing animosity, kind of a frozen conflict. Last, well, I've said all along, yeah, like it, they're clearly not going to end without giving up some territory at least. The ex-NATO Supreme Allied Commander on Sunday envisioned an ongoing animosity. Last week, a DOD official said U.S. supplied Himaras we're having a significant impact in aiding Ukraine against Russia. Also, as as I've said all along, I'm always weary of dumping large amounts of munitions and money and feeding our feeding our defense contracting regime billions of fucking dollars to kill people and escalate a conflict that probably wouldn't be as bad if we weren't fucking feeding them all kinds of machinery. And usually by arming rebel forces, we end up with attacks here on our soil. See, Al-Qaeda, trained by the CIA, ended up doing a 9-11 on us. So it wouldn't shock me if we get some kind of Ukrainian rebel group in 10 years doing a 9-11 on us. Maybe 15. Maybe I'm a little off on the timeline. I'm kind of escalating it because, you know, we seem to be in an accelerationist period, to be honest with you. That may just be me. That may just be me. I may not know what I'm talking about. The Ukrainians are putting up a very strong fight. Stavridis said Vladimir Port, uh, Putin's war plans have proven to be not pr- uh, pr- particularly effective. He has gained a little bit of territory over what he started the conflict with. Star- Starvidis, my oh God, I fucked his name up. He continued saying, I see this one headed toward a Korean war ending, which is to say an armistice, a militarized zone between the two sides, ongoing animosity, 
kind of a frozen conflict. To look for that in a four to six month period, neither side can sustain it much beyond that. There was no formal uh, peace treaty in the Korean War. The two countries still technically remain at war. The Republicans are upset about a representative in one of her stances on Vladimir Zelensky. Republicans are concerned over Ukrainian-born GOP rep Victoria Sports' vocal criticism of Vladimir Zelensky. Her naiveness is hurting our own people. Ooh, so she's Ukrainian-born, a Ukrainian-born Republican representative. Oh my, this is interesting. Republicans are becoming increasingly concerned with GOP rep Victoria Sparts' pointed criticisms of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky and his top aides, with many in the House GOP caucus distressed that her stance could be hurting the American alliance with the war-torn country at a critical time. While President Joe Biden and most members of the Republican caucus have expressed unequivocal support for Ukraine after Russian President Vladimir Putin launched an invasion of the country in February, Sports' comments have led some GOP lawmakers to worry that her words could also boost the small minority of Republicans who have opposed the billions of dollars in America and in American aid flowing to the country. Ooh, ooh, that's a hell of a sentence right there. That's a hell of a sin. Come on, man. Sports' comments have led some GOP lawmakers to worry that her words could also boost the small minority of Republicans who have opposed the billions of dollars in American aid flowing to the country. The lawmaker also told the news outlet that the Indiana Congresswoman's remarks could potentially hurt the ongoing effort to aid the Ukrainian people, since February, the United States has committed over $7 billion in aid to Ukraine. How many, does that include all the fucking weapons we've sent them? It's a mind-boggling number. A mind-boggling number. I'm sure that it's comparable to the, the mind-boggling number of arms we're sending to the Middle East. Biden recommits to the Middle East, Saudi Arabia and shit. This is a Reuters piece on Biden's trip to Saudi President Arabia. Joe Biden told Arab leaders on Saturday that the United States would remain an active partner in the Middle East, but he failed to secure commitments to a regional security axis that would include Israel, or an immediate oil output rise. The United States is invested in building a positive future in the region in partnership with all of you, and the United States is not going anywhere. Biden, who began his first trip to the Middle East as president with a visit to... I know, it seems like we're going down the toilet. ...and strategy for America's engagement in the region at an Arab summit in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, with six Gulf states and Egypt, Jordan, and Iraq. The vision included the hope to lay the groundwork for a regional security alliance, including Israel, to combat Iranian threats. Saudi Arabia's foreign minister, Prince Faisal bin Farhan al-Saud, 
said during a news conference after the summit that he was not aware of any discussions on a Gulf-Israeli defense alliance. Uh, there is no discussion about a GCC-Israeli uh, defense alliance or anything of this sort. The uh, uh, preferred course as regards Iran's nuclear uh, program is, of course, dialogue and a diplomatic solution. During a meeting Friday with Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, also known as MBS, Biden raised the highly sensitive issue of human rights and the 2018 murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi, for which Biden said he holds the Crown Prince responsible. MBS denies the allegation. Biden had said he would make Saudi Arabia a pariah on the global stage over the killing by Saudi agents, but ultimately decided that the U.S. needs he to... He lied. ...in time of high crude prices and other problems related to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Saudi Arabia's Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, Adele Al-Jubair, told Reuters Saturday that MBS said Khashoggi's killing was a painful episode and a terrible mistake, but that the kingdom had acted to prevent a repeat of such mistakes. He added that the U.S. has also made mistakes, including in Abu Ghraib and Iraq. His Royal Highness also mentioned to the president that uh, mistakes like this happen in other countries, and we saw a mistake like this being committed by the United States in Abu Ghraib, and that the United States took steps in order to deal with those who were found guilty and to ensure that mechanisms are put in place to prevent this from happening again. The idea that one can impose values on other countries uh, uh, His Royal Highness made clear it does not work. It has not worked when the U.S. tried to impose values on Afghanistan and Iraq. In fact, it backfired. Biden sought to reach a deal on oil to drive down gasoline prices, but leaves the region empty-handed, hoping the OPEC Plus group, which includes Saudi Arabia, Russia, on, and man. other major oil producers, will boost production at a meeting on August 3rd. I really like that. Come on, man. I'm going to get a lot of use out of that. I've been meaning to do that for a while. Now, let me tell you, isn't having Joe Biden's trip to the Middle East. His name is Senator Bernie Sanders. Uh-uh. Good to see you this morning, Senator Sanders. President Biden is back from his trip, a trip that has gotten a lot of blowback from even your fellow Democrats, especially that fist bump with the Saudi crown prince. You've referred to Saudi Arabia as a brutal... Has, every, has everybody seen the fist bump? Does anybody want to see the fist bump? I can pull it up. We did it on the... Uh, <laughs> we did it on the Friday Night Freak Show. For those of you who don't know, my co-host for the Freak Show, Sparkles Lavendar, she, <laughs> she has a real crush on uh, Prince Bonesaw. <laughs> so we watched we watch the fist bump on Friday night on the Freak Show. But if anybody wants to see the fist bump, the greeting uh, by the Saudi Crown Prince, I can pull it up if you'd like. ...dictatorship that crushes democracy. Should, should Biden have gone? No, I, I don't think so. You have a, a leader of that country uh, who was involved in the murder of a Washington Post journalist. Uh, I don't think that that... Oh, there it is. There's your footage. ...should be rewarded uh, with a visit by the President of the United States. But, but at the heart of the discussions was... And, and if any of you don't know, that is actually like that footage came from Saudi journalists. U.S. journalists were still on the plane when that happened. They saw it happen on the news. Being rewarded, the reporters did. The U.S. press. It was the Saudi press. 
that got the fist bump. How wild is that? How fucking wild is that? Oil and President Biden said that Saudis would take action in the coming weeks. Could that make a difference? And, and doesn't that explain why he went? What would you have done? Well, I'm sure that, Muff, I'm sure that that is why he went. But the truth of the matter is, if you're looking at the outrageously high cost of gas at the pumps right now, one of the things we've got to look at is the fact that while Americans are now paying 450 480 for a gallon of gas, the oil company profits in the last quarter have been extraordinarily high. And I happen to believe that we've got to tell the oil companies to stop ripping off the American people. And if they don't, we should impose a windfall profits tax on them. So, so would there you we go. ignore the Saudis if you were president? Look, you got a family that is worth $100 billion, which crushes democracy, which treats women as third-class citizens, which murders and imprisons its opponents. And if this country believes in anything, we believe in human rights. We believe in democracy. And I just don't believe that we should be... We don't. Uh, we don't. A, ...a warm relationship with a dictatorship uh, like that. And, and, and I want to go back to the economy. How concerned are you about a recession? Well, what I am really concerned about is that increasingly, Martha, and I think most Americans know this, we are moving rapidly into an oligarchic form of society. You know, we talk about the economy doing poorly for the working class, for the middle class. That's true. But we should also recognize the economy is doing extraordinarily well for the people on top, for the billionaires who have seen a two trillion dollar increase in their wealth during this pandemic while a million Americans died. So the struggle must be to create an economy that works for all, not just the people on top, a political system which is not dominated by super PACs and billionaires, a media which is not owned by large corporations. And I think the American people, what is very clear, whether you're Democrat... ABC is owned by Disney. ...look at them watching it, and they're saying, you know what? You don't represent me. You don't know what's going on in my life. I can't afford health care. I can't afford the cost of prescription drugs. I can't afford child care. What are you doing about it? And what people are doing about it is taking money from super PACs or being influenced by super PACs, and the rich get richer. Sen- Senator, so what we I, need to I do want to turn... All of our people to... Yeah, go ahead. Senator, I, I, I want to turn to, to Congress and the, and the agenda there. Senator Joe Manchin, of course, abruptly pulled the plug this week on the Democrats. No, Martha, he didn't abruptly. Pass. Martha, oh, oh, okay, Martha, let, 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 let Okay, he abruptly on Friday. He didn't did abruptly that. do anything. He was he the ghost. <laughs> president's agenda. No. Uh, look, if you check the record six months ago, I made it clear that you have people like Manchin, cinema to a lesser degree, who are intentionally sabotaging the president's agenda, what the American people want, what a majority of us in the Democratic caucus want. Nothing new about this. And the problem was that we continue to talk to Manchin like he was serious. He was not. This is a guy who is a major recipient of fossil fuel money, a guy who has received campaign contributions from 25 Republican billionaires. Senator, I want, okay, you say he wasn't serious, but Manchin says his main goal is to do what's good for West Virginia, and he's worried about inflation. Listen to what he told the West Virginia radio station. Listen to this, please. Is that right? Inflation is absolutely killing many, many people. They can't buy gasoline. They have a hard time buying groceries. 
everything they buy and consume for their daily lives is a hardship to them. Your reaction Bernie ain't buying the bullshit. Look, the same nonsense the mansion has been talking about for a year. West Virginia, it's a beautiful state. I've had the pleasure of being there. Great people. It is one of the poorest states in this country. You ask the people of West Virginia whether they want to expand Medicare to cover dental, hearing, and eyeglasses. You ask the people of West Virginia whether we should demand that the wealthiest people in large corporations start paying their fair share of taxes. Ask the people of West Virginia whether or not all people should have health care as a human right like in every other country on earth. That's what they will say. In my humble opinion, you know, Manchin represents the very wealthiest people in this country, not working families in West Virginia or America. And, and, and Senator yep. Sanders, I, I want to end with, if these provisions don't Preach get passed, it, like they will, what does that mean for Democrats' climate goals and the climate itself? Martha, it ain't Democrats. It isn't the president. It is the future of the planet. So when Man- Manchin sabotages climate change, this is for future generations. What's going on right now? In the West, all over the world, we're looking at significantly increased, more and more heat waves. You're going to look at more drought, more flooding. This is an existential threat. More pandemics. And what this election must be about is whether or not we're going to vote. More weird mutations of pandemics. Working people stand up for the planets and have the courage to take on the billionaire class who dominates our economy and our political life. That's what this election is about. The Republican Party is not there. We need more progressive Democrats who are going to fight for workers. Okay, thanks for joining us this morning, Senator Sanders. Logan A. Bernie. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. Only person up here speaking truth to power. I don't want to say only person. We have some fantastic representatives. They're just out fucking numbered. They're outnumbered by old, crusty shit libs. As the president deals with the fallout... Joe Manchin! As you heard Senator Sanders touch on there, has killed a proposal that was geared towards him, getting him to be able to pass a bill. This was the paired back, build back better, the revived zombie bill or what have you. From his controversial visit to Saudi Arabia, he's also facing a major problem here at home. Last night, the Democratic Senator of West Virginia, Joe Manchin, delivered a devastating blow to the president's domestic agenda. Senator Manchin told party leaders that he will not currently support a proposal for new climate change spending or tax hikes on businesses and wealthy Americans. Instead, he says he's open to capping prescription drug prices for seniors and extending existing subsidies under the Affordable Care Act that will otherwise expire. Today, when asked about the collapse of his agenda, the president said he's not giving up. I am not going away. I've used every power I have as president to continue to fulfill my pledge to move toward dealing with global warming. Thank you, Mr. Very president. Much. Come on, it's don't believe it. In good faith. I didn't no. know. NBC's Capitol Hill correspondent Ali. Vitt- Aren't you friends with him? What is Senator Manchin's reasoning? Yeah, Kelly, for Manchin, this is all about inflation. That spike. I didn't negotiate with Joe Manchin. Why did we elect you? Your selling point was that you had been in the Senate for fucking 50 years, 40 years, whatever the fuck it was. And that you knew all these people, that you'd be able to get deals done. Then you're like, oh, I didn't negotiate with Joe Manchin. 
You have a little jet lag from going over there and kissing Saudi ass? God damn, dude. In those inflation numbers earlier this week were what he called alarming, and that's exactly what he said to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. The two men have been huddled discussing this package quietly for months since its winter demise, but now what Manchin is saying is that it's not prudent to be doing spending to the tune of a trillion dollars. It's why he's saying no to key climate and tax provisions in this package, and that has Democrats... A trillion dollars. Remember, the other proposal was like four trillion dollars. Ed Markey, who said in part, the rage keeps me from tears resolve keeps me from despair we will not allow a future of climate disaster mansion though trying to leave the door open for some potential action in the future but nevertheless with inflation numbers where they are he's just we not don't able to get have fucking package time. That Democrats thought they were going to get here kelly yeah on another hot topic today the house took a step toward trying to write abortion into law yeah at least trying to codify it at the federal level Not the first time that we've seen House Democrats take these steps, first moving to pass the Women's Health Protection Act, which would codify the former protections of Roe versus Wade, allowing women to access abortion care, and then also trying to move on protections that would allow women to travel over... I am not high enough for this shit. ...something that some advocates are looking ahead to as a potential next frontier in this battle. Of course, all of these provisions, even though they pass the House, face a brick wall in the Senate. They just do not have the votes to pass not pass. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Democrats. Joe Manchin will not budge on the filibuster. Like on the record, as they try to make this an issue. Here's in cinema. Will not budge on the filibuster to pass that key piece of legislation. Speaking of the abortion debate, a pro-life judge had been nominated by Joe Biden. White House cites Rand Paul maneuver in calling off Biden deal with McConnell to tap Federalist Society lawyer as federal judge. The White House said it had learned that fellow Kentuckian Paul would not return a blue slip on the prospective district court nominee vigorously backed by the Republican Senate leader. The White House dropped plans on Friday to nominate an anti-abortion lawyer. The White House nominated an anti-abortion lawyer. Backed by Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell for a federal judgeship in Kentucky, the decision to back off the nomination of S. Chad Meredith came amid a split between McConnell and Republican Senate uh, Senator Rand Paul, his fellow Kentuckian, over the selection. The White House pointed to resistance from Paul in abandoning the nomination. Considering potential district court nominees, the White House learned that Senator Rand Paul will not return a blue slip on Chad Meredith. White House spokesman Andrew Bates said in a statement, therefore the White House will not nominate Mr. Meredith. A Paul spokeswoman did not immediately respond to messages seeking comment. Joe Biden had intended to nominate Meredith uh, for a district court judgeship in eastern Kentucky. The plan, first revealed by the Courier-Journal of Louisville, had languished for several weeks. The potential nomination drew resistance from Democrats from Kentucky to Washington. McConnell, a key player in putting conservatives on the federal bench during Donald Trump's presidency, told the New York Times that the White House had intended to follow through on its commitment to nominate Meredith until Paul objected. Meredith, a a well-known conservative in Kentucky and the son of a Republican state senator, defended the state's anti-abortion laws in court. 
He also successfully defended a state law that stripped Democratic Governor Andy Bashir of his emergency power to implement COVID-19 restrictions. That's they were paying him back. They wanted a they wanted a payback for him. Meredith previously served as chief deputy counsel to former Kentucky Governor Matt Bevan. Meredith then worked for Kentucky Attorney General Dem, uh, Daniel Cameron, who was a slimy piece of shit. Beefed with Megan the Stallion, if you guys remember, over the whole Breonna Taylor. By the, the murderers of Breonna Taylor still have not been arrested. Meredith, a Federalist Society member, left government to join a law firm. The decision to abandon the Meredith nomination caused reverberations in Kentucky. Scott Jennings, a Kentucky, a Kentuckian and former advisor to President George W. Bush, called it a sad day and said it was indefensible what happened to him. Abortion rights supporters applauded the development in a statement. Uh, Pro-choice American President Minnie uh, Timaraju said, We're pleased that Biden administration made this decision. It's the right call with abortion rights and access. But he didn't do it for the right fucking reason. God damn it, you still really willing to stab us in the back. With abortion rights, yes, yes, I said that. Come on, man. With abortion rights and access on the line in Kentucky and across the country, it is absolutely essential that all judges defend and uphold our fundamental rights and freedoms, including reproductive freedom. I, for some reason, thought that Chuck Grassley was not running again for office. Apparently, Chuck Grassley is indeed running for office again. Chuck Grassley in tightest race, 1980, leading Franken by eight points. Republican Senator Chuck Grassley in Iowa is beating Democratic challenger Mike Franken by eight points among likely Iowa voters. in What could be his closest uh, race since first winning his Senate seat more than 40 years ago. Grassley is the oldest Republican senator at 88 years old. Which would, Senate, senators, for those of you who might not even be American, senators serve six-year terms, meaning that if he was able to complete his term... He would be 94 years old. We do not need these old fuckers to stay in power. We like we've got to strategically move to some places, some towns and take it over. Like, hey, like, you and your friends need to go, like, these little small towns in Iowa. You got a friend's a dentist. You got another friend's a fucking doctor. You got a friend that's a veterinarian. Go, go start your practices in that town. Get on the city council. Take over that fucking city. Take over their Rotary Club. Get involved politically in the in the parties. Take over the fucking Democratic Party. 
for the Republican Party in your town for that fucking matter. Take it over. Whatever, whatever apparatus is easiest to take over. But in these little small towns, the Democratic apparatus is virtually non-existent. You'll be able to take it over no problem. Honest to God. Got you some professional class friends. Go take over a little fucking town in Iowa. Let's 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 fuck this shit. The the rent the rent is gonna be a lot cheaper. Property value is gonna be able to buy you a house. You're gonna be able to buy you a house. Go to just like a little small town has ten to fifty thousand people in it. Maybe maybe fifty to two hundred thousand if you're if you if you like a little more. Uh, uh, activity. Take it over. Take over the fucking town. Just, just fucking do it. Just do it. That's what we gotta do. We gotta go take over some fucking towns. We gotta work our way up in the politics. I'll help you. I'll make campaign ads for you. The seven... Seven-term senator leads with 47% over Franken's 39%, according to the Des Moines Register. The poll marks the first time Grassley has polled below 50% against his challenger since he was first elected to the Senate in 1980. I mean, come on, like, my ad would just be like, this old fuck is 88 years old. Do you really want him in the Senate? Let's go over to, what was it, South Dakota? South Dakota, where Christy Nome was governor. Nome is running digital ads in Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina. It has a new Northeast trip planned. New ad from Governor Christy Nome is fueling presidential rumors. No, possibly wanting to take on the Donald. The South Dakota Republican who's campaigning this year for a second term. Oh, she is the current governor. I think I referred to her as the former governor. Steering her heavily red state. Has been running ads on Facebook in recent weeks that detail the family struggles she endured as a child after the death of her father and showcase her steering of South Dakota through the COVID crisis without implementing shutdowns. Well, I mean, there aren't really people in South Dakota. If if you're already fucking your cousin, it's like the monkeypox. I said, just don't have sex with strangers for a month. You're already fucking your cousin in South Dakota. It's okay, you're not going to catch the COVID off of each other. If you, if you have a gigantic biker rally, you probably are going to go and fucking catch the COVID, but I'd say the locals don't really participate in that all that much. And she touted the state's current economic standing and the increase in families moving to the Plains State. Move to the Plains State to a little fucking fucking town and take over their local government. Here, freedom runs free, so saddle up. We're just getting started. 
what's sparking 2024 presidential speculation is less about what's in the ads uh, than where they're being viewed. Among the states where the ads are getting clicks are Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina, the first three states to hold contests in the Republican Party's presidential nominating calendar. Nevada is pushing hard to move up on the Democratic side and be the very first uh, uh, contest. Instead of Milky White, uh, uh, Iowa, New Hampshire. Yeah, I'm getting hyped for presidential politics. You know I'm into it, but we're still a little ways from the election. But it's coming. You want to hear? You want to hear a little bit of Christy Nome? This was this is a straight up uh, propaganda piece on Fox Digital. Christy Nome discusses her 2024 and uh, discusses 2024 and memoir. Like, it's not even an interview. It's just, like, straight up her talking. You know, it's interesting. There's so many people that are talking about uh, Joe Biden and what his future plans are. I don't think he should run for a second term. I don't think he should have ran for this one. In Four fact, people dead from the Indiana mass shooting. God damn. God damn. Just another day in mass shooting USA. This fucking country. You know, it's interesting. She wants to be our president. uh, Joe Biden and what his future plans are. I don't think he should run for a second term. I don't think he should have ran for this one. In fact, uh, our country would be very much benefited from him calling it quits today. You and me both, sister. uh, With energy policy, inflation. Uh, he does. He does not have a single good positive thing that he could possibly run for re-election on. So, I don't believe he will. Uh, but who they've got backing him up and the next one in line is just as bad. So I think it's time Bernie. for Republicans to really share our vision for America. And I mean, like hopefully we have a vigorous open primary. Conservative leaders. I do not miss Washington D.C. In fact, what I love about being governor is that governors are CEOs. Uh, Governors get the chance to wake up every single day and make decisions, set an agenda that impacts their people immediately. You still work with the legislature and work on policy and can weigh in on federal policy when you believe that Washington, D.C. needs... It is interesting. But but no. She is an interesting challenger against Trump. Like the the Republican primary in 2024 is going to be wild because like... Apparently, Gnome's going for it. So if Gnome's going for it, maybe DeSantis goes for it. If DeSantis goes for it, Yunkin in Virginia goes for it. Cruz is probably going to go for another time. So this is this is this is your Republican field shaping up right here. I think Holly and uh holly is definitely gonna run and tom cotton may run but tom cotton may hold off but i like that that's your that's your front runner field right there in the republican primary what do you guys think does anybody have the gusto to take out trump in that in that field does gnome have what it takes
Does Nikki Haley jump in? She looks like she's been injecting Mazda. I don't know anything about what Botox looks like. I don't understand how anyone can like that guy, but like, he owns the fucking liberals. Hold on, do you want to? Since since we're talking about it, we got the Desantis going on here. Let me see if I've. I it was on my list, but I didn't put it on. But like, I don't remember if it was. Facebook or Twitter where I had this saved. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's, it's Facebook. So he laughed in the face of a reporter that was quote-unquote trying to tear him down, according to this Rumble clip. DeSantis laughs in the face of a reporter. This is from the Charlie Kirk Show. Yes. Uh, Well, look, I was like this. Everyone wants to talk about me in Florida. I mean, like, I'm just sitting here little old me doing my job. I can just tell you this. Uh, I was born and raised in this state. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't. You can't sell DeSantis short. DeSantis would have a real shot at winning. If he was the nominee. So if 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 perhaps the libs try to elevate DeSantis, well, I'm still of the I'm still of the opinion that the libs are going to try to elevate Trump again. The fundraising is good when Trump's around. the The voters actually come out and vote against Trump. That's why I do believe if Trump announces in September, it will have an effect on the election. Ooh, I don't think Trump would run third party. I don't think Trump would run third party. That would be interesting. God, I would love... That would be the scenario I would love the most, that somebody else gets the Republican nomination and that Trump runs third party. God. And And that the Democrats had an open primary. That's my ideal 2024 scenario. That would be amazing. But I don't think that's going to happen. Ooh, it would be interesting to see him do the stop the steal. That would be the best thing. Him do the stop the steal thing on the Republican Party. Tear the fucking Republican Party to smithereens. God, this could get really fucking interesting, guys. 2024 is going to be wild. 2024 could be wild. Let's see. Let's let's finish hearing what DeSantis has to say. I can just tell you this. Uh, I was born and raised in this state, and until the last few years, I rarely, if ever, saw a California license plate in the state of Florida. You now see a lot of them. I can tell you, if you go to California, you ain't seeing very many Florida license plates. Oh, fucking shit. God damn it. Hold up. 
Carly Kirk. And that's a joint. That's a fucking joint. Uh, Charlie Kirk posed a video with like the gangsta meme throwing a joint and fucking glasses over DeSantis. Fucking stupid. God, right wingers are morons. Absolute fucking morons. Wait a minute, I had some kind of Crenshaw story, didn't I? Hold on, I think I had something about Crenshaw. Ended up not putting it on my list. I got this McDonald's that got struck by lightning, but we don't actually get to see the lightning strike. It's just the aftermath as it's on fire. You can check this out while I'm trying to find this. uh... Something involving Dan Green. Oh, that like... It was a video that had been shared before. Yeah, like it's something that happened. I already covered it. That's why it didn't make it on. But there is a McDonald's that got hit by a lightning bolt. There is a god. That god said, fuck this McDonald's in particular. If you walk through the flaming arches, you will emerge at the gates of hell. Maybe some kind of bonus level in the game. Firemen running at you and shit. Not fi- not, not firemen like you know with like hoses and axes and then the, and the, the helmet and shit running with their little hoses. Not firemen. I mean, like men made of fire and then little fireballs and shit hopping around at you. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Fuck this McDonald's. Sorry, my bad. I thought I thought I had a Dan Crenshaw story. Cause you know me, I'd give anything, everything I own, to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Get that eye pussies. That pussy's juicy. I didn't finally see a picture of what he looks like under that eye patch. He, there's actually one. There's a picture of him like flipped up on Twitter. I wasn't for We are off, joined now by a member of the January 6th committee, Congresswoman Zoe Lofgren. Welcome. Good morning. Thanks for coming in this morning. You watched that. We are- My apologies, ma'am. I've been calling you Zoe this whole time. Apparently it's Zoe Lofgren. Obviously saw some minds that were changed by the hearings, but a recent Monmouth poll found that less than a quarter of Americans are paying attention and 90% of those say the hearings have not changed their minds. Did you go into this believing you could change minds? Well, we went into it trying to do our job. Um, We were assigned the task as a committee of uncovering all of the facts uh, about the 6th and the events leading up to the 6th so that we could report on that. Uh, We hope to do it in a way that is uh, uh, accessible to all Americans. 
And I think, you know, some people have heard us. More than 55 million people have watched some part of the... Uh, or, be, or be that might have to be like on a t-shirt. People who hate socialism also love sociopaths. Proceedings, but in the end, it's an obligation to do our job that, that is motivating us. And, and late Friday, your committee subpoenaed the Secret Service for right. text messages that you believe were erased. The Secret Service, and those were from January 5th and 6th, the Secret Service said that was part of a planned system migration. And none of the messages were pertinent to the investigation. Do you believe that's true? Well, bullshit. To get the letter from the inspector general saying that he had been trying to get uh, this information and that they had, in in fact, been deleted after he'd asked for them. Uh, We did get a briefing from the inspector general of Homeland Security, and it's uh, been riveting tones. Statement made by the spokesperson saying that you know wasn't true, wasn't fair. And that they, in fact, had pertinent texts. So we thought, fine, if you have them, we need them. Uh, And we expect to get them uh, by this Tuesday. I believe we're in primetime this Thursday. This coming Thursday is a primetime January 6th hearing. We'll be covering it here on the Troll Patrol. So we'll see. And and just all the text messages. We need all the texts from uh, the 5th and the 6th of January. Uh, I was shocked to hear that they didn't back up their data before they reset their iPhones. That's crazy. I don't know why that would be. But we need to get this information to get the full picture. And what could be the final hearing is on Thursday. You call her by her name, Orby. Donald Trump's actions on January 6th. We've heard Liz Cheney say what he <clears throat> didn't do right. that day. But do you have specific evidence beyond I don't, that? I don't what call you like Roosty. Their election of duty. Well, I'm going to let the, the hearing speak for itself, but we hope to go through minute by minute what happened, what didn't happen on that day, and people can make their own judgments. And, and the committee also talked about possible <clears throat> witness tampering with a potential witness getting... That's what I'm saying, Tones. It's absolutely on purpose. Back up that claim at all? I, I don't think we're going to go into that in this hearing, uh, but we do think it's highly improper for the former president to be calling witnesses and making them uh, feel under pressure. That's not the right thing to do. The D, That is not the, the, the purview of this committee. That is the purview of the DOJ. Fucking do something about it. And committee chairman Benny Thompson told reporters the committee is still discussing possibly trying to interview Mike Pence or even Donald Trump. Have you not decided yet? Everything e- is still on the table. When will you make that decision? <clears throat> we will make it in the appropriate time frame. Uh, this investigation is very much ongoing. The fact, <clears throat> the fact that this series of hearings is going to be concluded this Thursday doesn't mean that our investigation is over. It's very active. New witnesses are coming forward. Additional information is coming. It will be over in January should the Republicans win. um, uh, Those discussions will be very pertinent. Should, should. Another series of hearings. Well, I'm not suggesting we will or won't. Uh, we will, and we've, no, we've indicated this, we will have a report uh, this fall on whether we have, you know, 
uh, a public unveiling of that. Mox, what's up, my friend? Decided, but we will have a, a summation, a, an interim report, and then a final report uh, later this year. And, and the Department of Justice obviously does not have to wait for any criminal referral from your committee. We've talked about this a lot over the last couple of months, but has there been a decision whether you might make a criminal referral. We haven't made that decision and likely we won't until uh, we've more or less completed our investigation. There's no real legal process for the so-called criminal referral. It's essentially just writing a letter to the Department of Justice saying, Here's Was Roosty what I said? We might well do that. Uh, but the DOJ should be looking at all of this. Old Roosty. Investigation. And obviously, we are cooperating with them uh, on certain uh, matters at their request. Uh, but they are the ones that make the criminal charges, not a legislative committee. You talk about when your investigation is over. Will the investigation, do you believe, be over by the midterms? Well, I can't say for sure because uh, it depends on, you know, what comes in. Frankly, if the president's uh, supporters had not engaged in frivolous litigation for months on end, we would be farther along than we are. Um, but we are going to plow ahead and get our job done, find all of the facts, and then she, all the facts she said plow. You, you talk you about the Department of Justice anarchy. and looking at criminal referrals and things such as that. Uh, Representative Thompson said the Justice Department has only asked the committee for witness testimony over the fraudulent electors. Do you think there's more the Justice Department should be looking into? Well, I do think that there's a much broader plot here. Um, I think that's pretty obvious. I would not want to tell the attorney general how to conduct his investigations, but I will say this. They have subpoena power and they have a lot easier way to uh, enforce their subpoenas than the Congress does. So I presume that they are looking yeah, at it. They got cops. That's what she said. They got cops. They got people with guns that can send places. It's Thursday at 8 p.m. So right here on the Troll Patrol, we'll be watching it this Thursday. AG does suck ass. He was not my pick. I wanted Doug Jones. He was the senator from Alabama. He lost to Tommy Tuberville, Tuberville, whatever the fuck. Unfortunately, he was a really good senator. He prosecuted the like. If you were if you were in Alabama in like the eighties and you're prosecuting a church bombing and you're prosecuting like the fucking Klan, you got some backbone, and that's who I wanted to be AG, but it didn't fucking happen. Bullshit. Fucking. I'm still pissed over it. Fuck you, Joe Biden. Doug Jones should have been the Attorney General. Whoa, the video has been removed by its uploader. It was Adam Kinzinger on Face the Nation. Why would that get removed? Oh, I fucked it up. It was Adam Kinzinger on Face the Nation. Why would that, why would that not be there? Guys, what? <laughs> it? Are you telling me it doesn't exist anymore? This is a conspiracy. 
Why would Adam Kinzinger on Face the Nation not be there anymore? This is wild. Well, we got other means. I mean, it exists. It has to exist out there. I'm pretty sure I saw it. I'm pretty sure I saw it. Apparently, I'm following Adam Kinzinger. I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have thought I was. So here is a short clip of Kinzinger on Face the Nation. Tells CBS the January 6th investigation isn't winding down and there will be more hearings passed this upcoming week. Cool. I don't think that was the part I was interested in. I think the thing to keep in mind is this this investigation is not winding down. We may be towards the end of this tranche of hearings. We may have more hearings in the future and the investigation is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. So we're, 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 we're getting to the bottom of what we need to know. Tranche of hearings. Shadow band tones. What does that mean? I mean, how many are you thinking? Well, what, what we've done, this is, this will be our eighth hearing. This is the end in this kind of grouping. Uh, I fully expect that when the report comes out, we may have a hearing or two around that. Mm-hmm. But of course, as you saw with Cassidy Hutchinson, if we get information that the American people need to know, uh, we may end up bringing up more hearings at that time too. So I think the thing to keep in mind is this, this investigation is not. Is that what that is? Is that what that, what, what, what? Oh, shadow ban. What the fuck? Kinziger said it's going to open people's eyes in a big way. Talking about this Thursday's hearing. Uh, Kinzinger said that here we go. Here is the, here is the, uh, 187 minutes. Um, you're leading this hearing. You, you know what you can present at this point. Can you at least tell us if you filled in the blanks of, you know, who the president was actually speaking with, why there weren't phone records, for example, of, of phone calls he may have placed during that time period? We have filled in the blanks. Uh, I can't necessarily say that the motives behind every piece of information we know will be able to explain, but this is going to open people's eyes in a big way. The reality is, I'll give you this preview, the president didn't do very much, but gleefully watch television during this time frame. Uh, we're gonna I think we already knew that. Than that. But I could only imagine as, I mean, I knew what I felt like as a U.S. congressman. If I was a president sworn to defend the Constitution, that includes the legislative branch, watching this on television, I know I would have been going ballistic to try to save the Capitol. He did quite the opposite. The president didn't do anything? The president didn't do anything, and we're going to fill those blanks in. And if the American people watch this, particularly I say this to my fellow Republicans, watch this with an open mind, and is this the kind of strong leader you really think you deserve? Uh, The chairman of the committee, Benny Thompson, has... There you have it. Kinzinger on what we're going to hear this Thursday. Kinzinger wins best actor. This is a right wing meme. He did worse than nothing. Well, he was. He tried to motivate the Secret Service to take him to the Capitol using his tiny hands 
to try to choke one of them. He tweeted and shit. Yeah, you riled him up. The DOJ is seeking a longer sentence for a Capitol rider they labeled as a domestic terrorist. Justice Department is seeking to add years to a January 6th defendant sentence, arguing for the first time that one of the riders committed an act of domestic terrorism and thus should get a heavier sentence of 15 years in federal prison. Guy Reffitt. The Texas three percenter extremist who was found guilty on all five counts in March will be sentenced on August 1st. He was the first January 6th defendant to go to trial. Reffitt tried to storm the U.S. Capitol with a gun and zip ties. He's zip tie guy. And he planned to target House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, prosecutors said, but he was pepper sprayed before he was able to enter the building. Wait a minute, he's not the zip-tie guy we saw in the chamber? Prosecutors used Revit's own words against him at trial, as well as testimony from the son who turned him in, arguing he lit the match on the west side of the Capitol on January 6th. Wife of the Capitol rider found guilty, says husband is being used as an example. Probably, probably. In a court filing on Friday, federal prosecutors indicated they would seek a terrorism sentencing enhancement in Reffitt's case, arguing that the need to deter others is especially strong because Reffitt engaged in acts of violence that were intended to influence the government through intimidation or coercion, acts that have been defined by statute as domestic terrorism. Domestic terrorism meaning terrorism that is carried out on behalf of domestic ideology rather than a foreign ideology isn't a crime in and of itself, so prosecutors typically formally label an individual as a domestic terrorist during the sentencing process. Let's hear this uh, little piece about Trump running in 2024. Let's listen to it. Department tonight backed the January 6th committee in its subpoena to get testimony from Trump uh, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who may be able to offer some insights about those 187 minutes. And it's the first time that the Justice Department has said that the former advisors to presidents who have left office are not absolutely immune from congressional subpoenas. Uh, will this have an impact on the... Did it autoplay something else? I thought it said... I thought it said Trump's 2024 run. Yes. Now, for the first time in the January 6th case, is the government seeking a domestic terrorism charge against Guy Refit, or Refit. Sorry, I don't know the pronunciation. He was actually the first defendant convicted at trial. Um, explain to us what this means and why it could affect future cases against those who did participate in the insurrection on 1-6. Yeah, so there's no actually no such thing as a domestic terrorism charge, so to say. It's not like standalone. Uh, we just heard all this. Specific, uh, sort of actions that you can... The Chiron was talking about Trump in 2024. I was going to give it a go. Because I like you people and I wanted to stay with you a little longer. Don't go anywhere. I've still, I've still got plenty of shit to talk about. Ex-governor ordered $1.1 million in welfare payment to Brett Favre. This is according to a defendant. 
in a Mississippi welfare fraud case. They said in a court document that she directed $1.1 million in welfare money to former NFL star Brett Favre at the direction of former Governor Phil Bryant. I'm just going to assume Phil Bryant is a Republican. I don't, uh, I don't know. Member of the Republican Party. For the 31st Lieutenant Governor of Mississippi from 2008 until 2012. Governor from 2012 to 2020. He looks like a piece of shit. Mississippi News outlets report that the accusation, which Bryant denies, is in a filing on behalf of defendant Nancy New, who, with her son, once ran a nonprofit group in an education company in Mississippi. After pleading guilty in April to criminal charges, Nancy New, 69, nice, and her son, Zachary New, 39, agreed to testify against others in what the state auditor has called Mississippi's largest public corruption case in the past two decades. Her court filing is in a civil case filed by the Mississippi Department of Human Services against Mississippi Community Education Center, Inc., once run by the new family. In the 29-page document, her attorneys say she was acting at the direction of MDHS officials in the awarding of various contracts and allocations. Filing was dated Monday and was first reported by Mississippi Today. She specifically mentions Bryant regarding $1.1 million in money paid to Favre in consideration for Favre speaking at events, keynote speaking, radio and promotional events, and business partner development. Now, perhaps Brett Favre didn't know where the money was coming from, but perhaps he does, or he did. I mean, Mississippi sues Favre and tries to recoup welfare money. These allegations made against Governor Bryant are false. Every claim against these individuals was discovered and prosecuted as a result of an investigation Governor Bryant requested of the state auditor. This is according to a statement from a spokesperson for the former governor. The state auditor has demanded repayment of $77 million of misspent welfare funds, including the $1.1 million paid to the retired NFL quarterback. Favre has not been charged with any criminal wrongdoing and has repaid the money. He has said he, that he didn't know the money he received came from wel- welfare funds and has denied the auditor's allegations that he was paid for events he didn't attend. Favre also said his charity had provided millions of dollars to poor children in Mississippi. Sure you have, Brett. Where he lives and Wisconsin, where he was a star with the Green Bay Packers. I bring this up just because I'm getting ready to play you a video from PragerU where they're saying that it's wokeism that is ruining sports, not cronyism and like the shit that you see there where sports stars get favoritism from governors get paid off with fucking public money and whatever kind of fucking scheme they had going on. No, what's ruining sports is... And it's not it's not the outrageous contracts. It's not the it's not the uh, discrepancy in pay with with with, with uh, amateurs, people in college, lack of pay in a lot of cases. 
No, no, no. It's wokeism. Wokeism is ruining sports. This is a photographer by the name of Chris Elise. He's going to tell us all about how wokeism is ruining sports for PragerU. Years until last year, I never heard any conversation about racial issue in the NBA. It's a pop, it's marketing, it's being part of the movement. My name is Chris Ellis, and this is my story. I'm a sports photographer, been covering mostly the NBA for the last 16 seasons. I was born in France, and I became a U.S. citizen last June 2021. I was Dude, you born were... in a middle city in France called Tours. You were born in fucking France where they protest the fucking government all the goddamn time? What? Dude, dude, how in the fuck are you going to come and sit here and criticize the U.S. with a straight face for for the, the sports teams being woke? It's like two hours and a half south of Paris, in the middle of the Loire Valley. We were not rich. We were kind of like yeah, lower income. I had a love for America since I was a little kid, since like around six, seven years old. My grandfather didn't speak one word of English, but loved Western movies. And um, I used to go to my grandparents' place every Tuesday as a kid because on Wednesday morning we didn't have school in France back in the day. And we were watching Western movies. So my first love was like the cowboy. The landscape. Surrounded by the best food. Some of the best food in the world. The the culture. So as a kid, I wanted kind of to be a cowboy. But for You wanted to be a cowboy. Think about moving to the USA. It was too big a dream for me. I couldn't like Phantom to move to another country and have a career, have a job in another country. So past 30 years old, I was pretty good uh, journalists in information security software. But since I was six, seven years old, I had one dream, go to this country. So at the same time, I say, what would be the coolest job to do in the USA? And I love sports. So I was like, it would be super cool to be a photographer. And no problem with my language. It doesn't matter if people don't understand me, you know. I'm just shooting photography. I could have the best seat in the arena to follow this sport. I bought some equipment, some photography equipment, and I trained myself as I was in the... As as a trained photographer with multiple certifications, are you telling me that you had one career and then you just up and bought yourself some photography equipment one day, taught yourself how to fucking use it, and then the NBA hired you? What the fuck? There's more to that. There is more to that that no fucking way. No fucking way, sir. I don't believe it. The USA covering an IT convention in San Francisco, I contact a French magazine and I say, I'm here doing my job. I can go to Oakland and shoot the Golden State Warriors and take a bet on me. I'm going to do it. You like the photo, you can buy the photo. You don't like the photo, you don't lose any money. And they did it. And 16 years later, I'm still working for them. They're one of my clients. So that's how I built my portfolio as an NBA photographer. And it's just so fun and so cool. You have 20, 25,000 people around you screaming. What what does the French publication want a picture of the Golden State Warriors? Every time is like the first time. The first time I cover a game, 
I was like, I'm covering a game, you know, I'm not supposed to be here. What's going on? You know, somebody's going to come and say, oh, what are you doing here? Go, 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 leave. Uh, but in 2009, I covered my first NBA finals. And it was something like incredible because I was on the floor first row covering Kobe Bryant winning the NBA finals. So that's the, that's the moment I told myself, doesn't matter for the next years and yeah, for my Kobe. future what I did right right here to what I did to get to this point yeah I know he's dead he was a rapist I did something too something of my life I did something I couldn't believe that I could have done I've been covering the NBA for 16 years until last year I never heard any okay well, when you say one of the guys from Millie Vanilli you mean one of the people that actually sang or you mean like the, the dudes that were like the front men and also, like, I don't understand why you took the, why'd you take the Grammys from them? Just give the Grammys to the people that actually sang the fucking song. The songs were bangers. Fucking blame it on the rain. I play that shit to this day. I've probably listened to that within the last week or two. Blame it on the rain. Yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers, come the fuck on. You gotta blame it on something. Give the guys that actually sang the fucking album the Grammys. They deserved it. Banger. Banger of a fucking song. Why, did, why didn't the people that were Millie Vanilli for real just become Millie Vanilli and be like, Hey guys, we're the ones that really did the song. We're Millie Vanilli now. Let's go be Millie Vanilli. I, I would have bought it. I would have bought your... You go, oh, you're the real Millie Vanilli. Kind of like how... Uh, Kind of like how Jeff Jarrett left WWE. We found out like the real, the real person that sang "Be uh, Be with My Baby Tonight" was actually the Road Dog. Got a problem with plumbing? Got to blame it on something. I fucking that's like my favorite Weird Al album. Off the Deep End, I think that that's the one that's, that's on. Cause it's got like the Taco Grande song, I think. And it has some awesome, uh, it has some awesome original tunes. I really vanilla. Oh my god, Mox, you're fucking brilliant. Really vanilla. They should have read. Okay, get rid of the other two guys. These are real two guys. It's called really vanilla. Fucking a. My god, mind blown. Taco. Ah, oh, this dude is boring me so much. We're going to finish it. We're going to finish Give me the uh give me the track listing for Off the Deep End. Trigger Happy was a very good original song. I was only kidding was really funny. When I was your age, that song, that song is a banger. Oh shit, you got the you got the uh you got the uh uh uh, uh MC Hammer parody. I can't watch this. Ooh, the the new kids parody, the white stuff. It is the new kids, right? It's not like one of those one of those other fucking bands, other boy band fucking things. 
<laughs> one of those other boy band fucking things. Yeah, there's Taco Grande. The white stuff. I'm like, one time I'm like sitting at the bar at my, uh, the bar at my parents' house, right? Like the, the, the breakfast nook, I guess you'd call it. And I'm like singing the white stuff. And my mom's like, you know what? I guess I'm that age. You got to have the talk with me. I'm like 12 or 13 or something. And I'm singing the white stuff. And my mom was like, you know what the white stuff is, right? I'm like, yeah, the cream in the middle of an Oreo. Get your mind out of the gutter, mom. Get your mind out of the gutter. You live in sexual anarchy? One time I was watching a... a <laughs> like my, my uncle... I believe it was, had a porno in a drawer at my grandmother's house. And one time I came home from school and nobody was home. And like my grandmother's house had this gigantic ass driveway where you could see somebody coming from like hell and forever. It was like, like the living room was on the other side of the house and there's a window that you can see out the parking lot. But my grandfather ran a business and I'm like, I'm watching this porno like, you know, what, sixth grade, something like that. And I uh, I found this porno tape, and I'm watching it, and I see my mom pull in. So, you know, I wrap my business up and shit. Got plenty of time for my mom to walk, you know, through the like, fucking, it takes forever. So I go up, and, like, I hit eject on the video, and, like, I guess the, the label of the video had... Like the, the adhesive had come off. The cheap adhesive from the cheap porno video was coming off. And the the, the tape comes out and the the uh, label gets stuck on the lip of the uh, VCR. Yes, back in the VCR days. And the tape just starts going like in and out like it's fucking somebody, right? So the tape will go in, comes back and... And I remember freaking the fuck out. I took this like, it wasn't Christmas time. It was like the middle of the summer, but there was some kind of card of some sorts. It was like sitting on on a mantle somewhere. And I put it in front of the, in front of the VCR and tried to like cut my mom off. Cause I was going to let my grandmother or somebody fucking find a porno tape in her VCR (laughs) or my grandfather. (laughs) <laughs> trying to just cut my mom off and like hey let's get the fuck out of here so my mom is like here's the 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 tape and, and she goes in there like oh you got a you got a tape stuck in the VCR and I'm like as bar- embarrassed as fuck and she goes over there and pulls on it and like it goes back in and just auto plays <laughs> and Porto comes up on the, on the TV screen. And my mom just falls over in the floor laughing. Like it was the funniest thing she'd ever seen. And she's like, Hey, you tried to put the little card in front of it. <laughs> and I'm embarrassed as fuck. Ugh. <sighs> 
So that's the story of the time that I tried to leave a porno for my grandmother to find. Give me the name of the podcast. He always named the podcast something that was like mentioned in the show. That's the name of the podcast tonight. Oh, fuck. I don't want to keep listening to this guy. Any conversation about racial issue in the NBA. Not inside the franchise, not between media, between photographer. Never happened. Never happened. He really ignite and explode last year. Well, here's the thing, sir, is you weren't there in the early 90s because the racial strife was absolutely there. And maybe it didn't make so much like the media. The media was far more controlled then. But, like, we were having riots in the streets of L.A., sir. Like, you just you just happened to come over here at a weird time. Now, now, now we're in this collapse of 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 late stage capitalism, the, the U.S. Empire. The was putting the Black Lives Matter logo on the court. They actually have almost no black media covering the NBA. They certainly have no black photographer covering the NBA. Wait, and aren't you black? It's a joke. It's Wait, a what? They, they, they go with Wait. the flow. They want to be woke. Did he just say there's no black photographer covering the NBA? I don't know. Maybe maybe he's Mediterranean or whatever you would call it. Like, I thought he was black. I'm, I'm just, I'm floored by this. Especially like he's got an afro. For those of you listening to the podcast, he has an afro. So for, forgive me. Forgive me. You're saying that the NBA literally has no black photographers. I, I, I thought you were black, man. I'm sorry. I want to be the trend. It's a trend. Because follow my logic. If you think you need to kneel during the national anthem because you want more social justice, because black lives matter, because police brutality. Why are you still not kneeling right now? You were praising to be like really big issues, suddenly they, they disappear. It's a pub, it's marketing. What? It's being part of the movement. And when I see athletes kneeling, you have the right to do it, you know. Definitely not the best way to pay homage and honor to the people who fought for these flags and for this country. And I think it's a, it's a gimmick. It is literally what you are supposed to do to pay honor and respect in the military. That's like, was it like for the millionth of time, like Kaepernick was consulted. Because he was just like sitting on the bench originally. And he consulted a vet. The vet was like, no, nah, Neil, it shows, it shows respect. You say it's a gimmick, but, but Prager U isn't a gimmick. The, the, the phrase wokeism isn't a fucking gimmick. 
Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. All of you guys make hours and hours of content talking about how how wokeism hurts your widow feelings. It's gimmick. It's kind of ridiculous for me. I cannot like precisely quote it, but basically, Lebron James say one time like. Like as a black man or black woman, you should be afraid of the police because the police can go out of their place in the morning to go to job and want to kill a black man. He basically really says this. That's horrible. That's that's such a shame. And he- I've got data to show you. Like even like the the act of starting a confrontation that cops are more likely to pull over black people because you average it out with 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 nighttime, right? When they can see the race of the driver, they're far more likely to pull over black people. And then that averages out at nighttime. You motherfucker, like the statistics even show it. So just just the fact that, that black people are more likely to be in a, an encounter with police in the first place. That a black person is more likely to live in a heavily policed area. Dude, dude, what do you know about anything? You're French. If you're young, and again, if you have nobody else who tell you, no, that's not the, that's not the reality of the world. It's normal. You're gonna you're gonna fear for your life, and you're gonna live with this fear, and it doesn't make sense. But of course, like a young people who are gonna love basketball is, and he looks like them because he's black. They're black. They're gonna sing his voice and his opinion as value. I think it's very dangerous for for you young people when kind of your cultural leader or cultural role model are uneducated multi-millionaire if not billionaire athletes I absolutely respect LeBron James for his career but he became because of his platform what we call this platform with social media he became a voice he became a cultural voice he's even like a cultural leader of the Afro-Americans. That's very dangerous. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he is quite charitable. No, he's not an intellectual. An intellectual gonna think about stuff, not going to say stuff and react stuff. Some intellectuals have a lifelong of studying stuff or studying like society, culture, history, etc. Imran Jem is not one of these persons. Police want to kill you. That's such a scary and a devastating thought to put into a young generation. I never see America. Police want to kill you. Police want to kill you. Well, when they go to a training literally called Killology, <laughs> I mean, honest to fucking God. How Iowa police officers are being trained in Killology. Here, this is the first return it's from the Iowa Star. We have a, do we have a video? Hey, here we go. Remember that dude just said. That dude just said. The police want to kill you. What an idea. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. I grew up in a law enforcement family. Maybe there was a day when if a man was asked for an ass whooping, it's a cop's job to give it to him. Yes? Time for rock ladder two. Oh, 
Well, that day is gone. If it ever existed, it's gone today. There is no action you can engage in that will not be on CNN and YouTube tomorrow morning. You don't have to like it. You got to accept it. It's called reality. There's cameras and umpires everywhere. Ex-Army Ranger turned police trainer. I believe he's one of the most prolific police trainers. In a, in, a, in a modern liberal democracy in our army, as we want to turn violence on and off like a faucet. Now, you make the point that while killing may be uh, an inherent taboo, it's something that can be learned. The only way you make a frightened person react in a certain way is to drill it into them, to make it a conditioned response. response that as soon as you see an enemy right. you kill so that is the training that our cops are getting you got the racist country and if you push to defund the police for this poor neighborhood if this is so obvious what's going to happen they're gonna have less security it's so obvious what's going to happen is that we can actually put resources into that fucking neighborhood instead of the cops so they can have a lot of fucking shiny toys that they use to harass the citizens and keep them poor. It's a cycle of poverty that the police inflict almost overwhelmingly on the poor citizenry in this country. You don't fucking know what you're talking about, Chris. I'm sorry. Security. So you want to pretend cops are racist and want to kill you, so defund the police, get less cop. You leave the neighborhood to who, exactly? To the criminals. The people, the people, the people. And gonna protect the territory. So you want to defend the police for people who really need the police. Never no. really don't believe, like, as a black man, you're in danger because of police in America. Those people need the police like they need a fucking hole in the head, Afro dude. I'm sorry, man. And I'm like, I hope it doesn't happen to you, but there's a good possibility if the cops pull you over, they really aren't going to like you. Perhaps perhaps you, you aren't a black man, but... Uh, I, if you get pulled over, I think they might perceive you to be one, just like I did. Erica, you are not. You're not going to make me believe if I'm being pulled over, I'm going to be shot, you know. The thing is, like, if I'm being pulled over by a police officer, he doesn't know who I am. I don't know who he is. He can face anybody. He can face nice Chris, which is like law-abiding citizen and a cool dude. But he can find face like somebody really bad so i need to make sure he's gonna know right away as quick as possible like i'm a normal guy so i'm not going to do stupid thing but that's what i told to both my boys if a police officer pull you over you put your hand you turn off your okay cool fine fine cool but here's the thing is the cop is going to approach you not as if you're a normal guy, which should be your right as an American citizen. If you interact with law enforcement, the fact that they're pulling you over in the first place is possibly a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. I don't care what the courts have ruled. But a cop should be trained to know what a normal guy looks like. 
and not react like a fucking coward. We've seen cops act like absolute cowards, dude. Oh, you turn off your, your engine, you pull down your window, you have your hand, and you're ready with your driver license and your insurance card. And this yes, sir? No, sir. Till he gonna, he gonna see? Okay, there's no issue with his... Cops instigate. Sure there's also bad cops. There's bad people in every profession, every job. I've been pulled over most of the time because I was spinning, you know? And when I was spinning, I'm not pretending I'm not spinning. I put out there, I'm sorry, because I'm not playing dumb, I'm respectful, but I've never been in any position when I was afraid for my life. Actually, I experienced much you more... You are lucky, sir. ...with police in France that I did in the USA. I can give you like a couple of countries which are much more difficult for black people, and especially uh, when it comes to racism, and which the racism is culturally much more obvious. This is not America. America is not a racist country. Father raised me to be a man, not a black man. If even if you don't have a father or a father figure around you, get your knowledge and get your education from book, from school, from college. Don't get it from an athlete. It's not because an athlete is remarkable. Nobody is telling you to get a education from an athlete. Don't get your education from some online propaganda called PragerU. Oh, but that—that's the problem with sports. That's the problem with wokeism. And I'm sure the wokes are having a a fucking hissy fit over Fox Sports placing team logos over the 9/11 memorial. The Yankees routed the Red Sox 14 to one. In a lawfer on Saturday night, but an insensitive graphic of the Fox Sports broadcast of the game was no laughing matter. This is the picture. We gotta go over here to Twitter. Austin taking on. I guess it's the Yankees, right? Baseball night in America. This is the 9-11 memorial that they had the team logos over. I'm sure the Wokes got really mad about that. I don't personally fucking care. I can see how people would be offended by that, though. I wonder if it was just a graphics person typed in, you know, like pictures of New York. They didn't even like look at the look at the name of the picture. Box, you're okay with that? Like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. But I can see how people could be upset about that. In other words, be happy the cops don't kill you every time you interact with them. Exactly. But uh, apparently Fox has apologized for their insensitivity. During last night's telecast, we used poor judgment on the use of a graphic. We sincerely apologize and regret the decision. 
I I'm just assuming as somebody who has done graphics for a TV station before, I just like they weren't looking at the name of the of the picture. They were just looking pictures in New York. They didn't realize it was the 9/11 because it was it was it also dark. I'm sure the wokes got real mad about that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the content warning for this one because honestly, it may be really fucking offensive. I don't know. It may be really fucking offensive. It looks really fucking offensive. It looks really fucking. Once again, this is something shared out by the Charlie Kirk Show called My Little Pony. Story time. The Chiron reads drag queen teacher fired. This is Marty Epstein. He has a rainbow bow tie on. We have like a, a, a really fat guy with a, a rainbow colored wig. Now joining us is drag queen and former first grade teacher, Holgatha Sisty. So Holgatha. Oh, this is incredibly offensive. It is amazing to have you on the program. So why did you get fired? I got fired. Um We we now realize why this was on Rumble. This is a parody, ladies and gentlemen, and non binary peeps. He is supposed to be a left wing commentator. You can tell by his rainbow tie. He has a Ukrainian flag. I think the other button is a CIA button. So he is he is supposed to be a left-wing commentator. This is the far-left news network. Marty Epstein. I'm sure that's no coincidence. My God, my God. Because I was putting on a drag show for the my first grade class. And, you know, I like to teach culture, all cultures. And, you know, there is a gay culture. And so I am. It's ridiculous that Mm -hmm. this father, this father walked in with a MAGA hat, I should add. Oh, my gosh. He walks in and he's completely horrified at what he's singing. Yeah. And he comes up to the stage. I made a makeshift stage in the front of my class. That's that's Now that you mention it, Mox, it looks like they... They did take Fox News's like design, but they didn't know how to do it because like these are like two different layers right here, looking weird. <laughs> they could have possibly bought a template from Video Hive, but I don't think they did. Amazing! And the kids were just cheering me on, and I was uh-huh. doing my number, and then yeah. he pulls me off the stage. And of course, I'm going to defend myself. Yeah. And I hit him with my purse. And that's really why I got fired. I don't know you. right to do that. I'm, I'm sure you felt threatened for your life, right? Well, yeah. And as a woman, I have the right to defend myself. Of course you do. Because, you know, men like to say it. They're naturally stronger than women. So you needed to use that force. Right. Oh, right. I mean, um, he thought it was appropriate to use his brute strength on me. Yeah. So why do you think the school doesn't want you to have drag queen story time and these drag shows? Well, it's funny because it was fine until that parent and a couple other parents complained. But 
you know, I, I don't know. I kind of think the school is just doing it because they think that it's just safe for them to get rid of me because I did get an assault charge for hitting him. But, uh, you know, most of the school is okay with it. And um, I don't know. I, I just think they wanted to get rid of me because of that. I almost fell asleep during this. This has been boring as fuck. And they're in this echo right. chamber in this bubble. They just don't want to live in. They went to a lot of trouble with the costumes and everything. They went and bought that rainbow uh, leopard print sheet that they got behind her. I know, Tones, it's not remotely humorous in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, it has 669 rumbles. Nice. I think that's the likes. That's not the views. It has 294,609 views. 294,609 views. In reality. Well, they're get, they're caving in to the wrong people. You know, and I do yeah. live in a red, in a red. Drag queens are much more skilled in makeup and dress, indeed. That makes me sick. I don't know how much longer. Yeah, that is pathetic. Only six hundred and seventy likes. Look, I, I, I wish that. Yeah, because you usually get about ten percent in likes, and that is far from ten percent. Wow, wow! I wonder how they amplify that. Maybe a lot of bots. Jesus, that was rough. That was that was hard to watch. This, however, will not be hard to watch. This is going to be adorable, I think. A bear cub gets stuck inside a California home. You live in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy. That sense of absolute and total panic, at least for a brief moment, when they look around and figure out their kids. I love uh, this is the thing you got. You got. You got fucking dig it about local. You got to dig it about local news. I couldn't stop it on the first frame. God damn it! They transitioned off of a story about a, a, a tornado destroying shit. A lot of moms have realized that sense of absolute and total panic. At least a whole lot of. Mom- I can't. I can't get it all the way back to the beginning. But if they'll admit it, a whole tornado lot of- leaves behind a path of destruction. At least for a brief moment when they look around and figure out their kid is not where they should be. That feeling pretty universal, it seems, between two-legged moms and those with four legs and fur. Oh, God damn. Why they got to hit me with this? Guys, Smokey is still missing. He's been missing for two days now. We're out here up with, 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 with wilderness all around us. I've got a missing four-legged friend. Once again, there's debate about whether he has balls or not. He might he might be out somewhere fucking something. Hopefully he comes back in the next couple of days. Yeah, I know, Tones. I know. He just, he, he snuck out on us. And then like I saw him, I saw him on Friday night. That's the last time I've seen him. Really miss my buddy. I really miss my buddy. 
Foggy. Socks got out today. We think he was like trying to look for Smokey. We couldn't find Socks. And then like he showed up at the door, scratching at the door. Like, yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it, cat. Smokey, come scratch at the fucking door. Let us let you in. Man, she really just fucking... Ugh. I love that fucking cat. love that cat so much. Now, this would be the second time I cry on this show. <laughs> the Uvalde footage really got me. Fox 40's in Sarah Tonsil in studio tonight with how a bear family was reunited after one curious little one got left behind on an adventure, Sincere. Nikki, Eric, I can just imagine the talking to one cub got back at the den today after what you're about to see. Watch as a curious bear cub gets stuck inside a home. Yeah, all the way up there by the window in the Lake Tahoe area. The bear clinging Adorable. on to still trying to get back to its mom and sibling. Reps with the Bear League say the family broke a window, wandered into the home and was headed out when a door closed, leaving one cub trapped alone in a room. The owners of this home out of town at the time, a neighbor heard the mother bear crying and called for help. Barely found the little guy trying his best to get back out while his mom and brother waited on the deck outside. So we had to get the bear cub down and then we had to scoot him out after we opened a slider and said, Mama, he's coming. Wait right there. We've got him. He's on his way. Then we pushed him over to the doorway and he saw his mom and he ran out. And we got a couple of little video clips of when she first gets her hands back on him. Because he had been stuck in there probably for several hours, maybe most of the night. Oh. Mom must have known everything would be okay because she waited on the deck kind of patiently until she got her baby back. According to experts like Ann Bryant, electrical bear wires can help keep these animals out of your home and that this is a good reminder to take precautions if you live in bear country. Don't want them to get in. In bear country. Figure out their kid is not where they should be. That feeling pretty universal. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to mock you if you live in bear country. Four legs and fur. Fox 40 Sincere Tonsil in studio tonight with how a bear family was reunited after one curious little one got left behind on an adventure, Sincere. Nikki, Eric. If you are watching on uh, Twitch, you're heading over to Echo Flex Media. Producer Dave and historian Matt are going to take real good to uh, uh, gonna take real good care of you. I'm going to go refill my tea because I have cotton mouth like a motherfucker. But apparently it causes me not to be able to talk. Yeah, I, I was wondering how he actually got stuck in there. This home out of town at the time, a neighbor heard the mother bear crying and called for help for her. The Bear League found the inside a home yeah tonight with how a bear family was reunited after one curious little one got left behind on an adventure sincere nikki eric i can just imagine the talking to one cub got back at the den to the talking to you're about to see watch as a curious bear cub gets stuck inside a home yeah all the way up there by the window uh, in the lake tahoe area the bear let me tell you the talking to Smokey's going to get if I ever see him again. They're clinging onto the windowsill, trying to get back to its mom and sibling. Reps with the Bear League say the family broke a window, wandered into the home, and was headed out when a door closed, leaving one cub. They broke a Oh, they broke a window. And, like, I guess a, a, one cub got caught in a, a, a separate room. That's how it happened. 
You're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echoplex Media, Producer Dave, Historian Matt, it's the Plex Podcast. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back, it's alright to have a little fun if you hit the sack, before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan, see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol Live. Scoot him out after we opened a slider and said, Mama, he's coming!